Welcome to Wildwood College Life of Wildwood Community Church in Norman, Oklahoma. We are four following Jesus together to the glory of God. We meet on Sunday mornings at 945 for Bible teaching, breakfast, and fellowship, and would love to see you there this week. Follow us on Instagram at Wildwood College for more information. And with that, let's dive into this week's message. Also, another thing I'm so excited for is Christmas. I mean, I probably don't have to argue about this one, but Christmas is one of the best times of the year. I mean, come on, guys. It is one of the most communal and hopeful seasons. Um, I really just think it is a time where we expect things to be warm and fuzzy and festive, filled with traditions and celebration. Um, Also, I just think that there is this expectation that our deepest wishes and desires will be fulfilled. Um, I don't know about y'all, but you're probably not still writing a letter to Santa asking for a toy. Of course, if you are, no shame, no shame. But (laughs) um, I do think we all have something that we long for and wish for that we might expect to be granted during the holidays. Um, So what are y'all hoping for this Christmas? Maybe it's a new car. Maybe it's for a conflict to be resolved. Maybe you're hoping to get good grades on all of your finals. Um, But maybe it's also something deeper, hoping for deliverance from something that has been weighing you down for so many years. Um, And all these things that we naturally naturally hope for, I think they just show how honestly kind of selfish we really are, um, that our happiness really does depend on our circumstances. Um, Really in hoping for these things, I think we are just hoping and placing our hope and comfort and peace. Um, But I truly believe there is only one thing that we can hope for that will bring true rest to our spirit, and that is the person of Jesus Christ, which so excited to share with you all today about the hope of Christ. Awesome. So um, I first want to say that there is a difference between worldly and biblical hope. Um, The Oxford Dictionary defines worldly or just regular hope as a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen, a feeling of trust, a want something to happen or be the case. Um, This implies that emotional is, hope is emotional and uncertain. Um, It's temporary only tapped into when one has a goal to achieve, and it's contingent on one's abilities and drive to be able to carry out that goal. However, when we look at biblical hope, um, I think we can see that it's always tied to waiting and expectation, but not for improved circumstances, but for waiting in God himself. The crazy thing is, is that hopeful people in the Bible often recognize that things will not get better circumstantially. In the Old Testament, um, we can see the Israelites constantly look forward to a future deliverance through a promised Messiah, um, constantly calling to mind who God is in the midst of trials. In the New Testament, we constantly see the people look forward to a future glorification, which is just a fancy way of saying the renewal of all things, um, with the return of Christ, um, enduring suffering by constantly remembering who Jesus is, that he is the Redeemer. Um, And if we are to take the Bible as authoritative to our lives, I think that we need to see biblical hope um, through the lens for which we view actual hope. So if we look at the Bible, we can see that it is Christ alone, his known character, and his promises that motivates what biblical hope is. 
slide. So bringing us to our first point, um, I think suffering is that thing that really brings the greatest turn to hope in our lives. And whenever I thought about both suffering and hope, I thought of the book of Lamentations. Um, and this is an account of the aftermath of the destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonian Empire. Um, to give a little context, these people were now faced with a loss of a city, a loss of their place of worship. They faced death, starvation, and even just personal shame from their sin. So they were, they were suffering pretty bad. Um, but the crazy thing is that hope, not despair, has the final word to say in this book. And so... I really just want us to dive deep into a couple of verses from Lamentations 3, just to see how the character of God truly does bring us hope. Um, if y'all would like to turn with me to Lamentations 3, we'll be starting in verse 1. All right, I'll get started. Um, a little help, it's right after the book of Jeremiah. Um, it's kind of it hidden in there. Um, so it says, I'm the man who has seen affliction under the rod of his wrath. He has driven and brought me into darkness without any light. Surely against me he turns his hand again and again the whole day long. He has made my flesh and my skin waste away. He has broken my bones. He has besieged and enveloped me with bitterness and tribulation. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead of long ago. And then skipping to verse 17. Um, my soul is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. So I say, my endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never comes to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. So this whole chapter is really just giving this man's response to his suffering. Um, we can see he's in some pretty intense suffering and feeling just very hopeless. But he has hope because he calls to mind the character of God that he is steadfast in his love, that his mercies never come to an end, they're new every morning, and that God is faithful. Um, I truly believe that calling to mind the character of God in the midst of suffering and when we need hope reminds us that our lives are not meant for our own glory, but for God's. I'm going to say that again. Calling to mind the character of God helps us remember that our lives are not for our own glory, but for God's. It is the character of God that pulls us out of our self-centered fixation on improved circumstances. And it is the character of God that helps us to wait, to seek him, and to hope in him. I also just want to point out that the character of God is different and so much better than the character of the people in this world. I used to really just struggle with trusting in the character of God, and I realized that it was tied to 
placing expectations on others. Um, especially with my mom, I would get just so angry with her when she wouldn't live up to the standard that I'd placed on her. Um, but I realized that by placing my hope in people, I was minimizing God to the imperfection of the world. I was searching for hope in an imperfect person, and because of that, I failed to see the great magnitude of God's character. And it's just crazy because p- placing our hope in God like, also helps us to just selflessly love people better. Um, it helps us to meet them with mercy and understanding, um, which, of course, we would want to do. Um, but yeah, truly, like, we should find such great consolation in the character of God, and that should just be such a great source of hope of who God is. Next, um, God's promises also bring us hope. Um, just looking to the foundational promise of the Bible. Um, it is about the Son of God, Jesus' redemptive plan to restore humanity back to himself through himself. And I really just want to look at a couple of verses from First Peter um, just to talk about this great promise. If you all would like to turn with me, if not, it's on the screen. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Just so good. I mean... The promise Jesus' resurrection allows us to be born again to a living hope of future glorification and and an inheritance that can't be taken away um, if one should believe in him. Um, Really, just the salvation of our souls it describes here as being imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven, and guarded by God's power. So truly, you can rest in the fact that there is nothing that can take this away because it is God who has given it to you. Um, through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross, he broke down that barrier that was separating us from God. Um, and now we can have a relationship with him. Like now we, Christ has made it so that we can be near to God. Christ is now personal to us and he's always fighting for us. Truly, it is a living hope because Christ is always working to form us into his image and he will never rest until we are completely restored back to him, which is just crazy. Like, all of this is through Jesus. None of this could ever or would ever be done by the works that we do. It is all through Jesus. Um, And honestly, like, this is so different from the world we live in, where we have to work to get anything that we want. Um, Yeah, just think about it a moment. What is something that you're working towards right now? And now, what will you do after you get that thing? I just remember in high school, I was on the drill team, and I really struggled with making it into dances for competition season my first two years. Um, I worked my butt off, like, after school and practices just so that I can make sure by my senior year I would get in those dances. Um, And guess what? By my senior year, got in the dances, got in good spots in them as well. And if you all know anything about dance, the spots that you were in are honestly more important than getting in the dances themselves. So I finally was at this place where I had, I was in this, yeah, I was in this place where I 
had everything that I like had worked so hard for, and yet I realized how absolutely unsatisfying it was. Like truly, I just felt still so empty like I did before I was in the dances. And of course, my solution to this was to work even harder, and I just fed into this unending cycle of discontentment. But I want to affirm and assure you all that the promises of Jesus are sure and steady, calling us to rest in him, which is so powerful. Um, if I've talked to any of y'all in the past month and a half, you probably know I've been reading Mere Christianity. And as I was reading the Hope chapter, this quote really stood out to me that I want to share with y'all. It says, there are all sorts of things in this world that offer to give it to you but they never quite keep their promise. The longings which arise in us when we first fall in love or first think of some foreign country or first take up some subject that excites us are longings which no marriage, no travel, no learning can really satisfy. I am not now speaking of what would ordinarily be called unsuccessful marriages or holidays or learned careers. I'm speaking of the best possible ones. There was something we grasped at in the first moment of longing which just fades away in reality. Truly, even with the best of the world, the promises of God are our only and best source of hope. Ready to jump into just some application of what it means to hope in Christ. Um, I think that in all circumstances, we're called to hope in Christ, but it is especially in those tougher circumstances and in suffering that I think we more readily um, turn just hoping in Christ. Um, and so I want to draw out two different responses that we can take to tough circumstances. One response we can take is running away. Um, I think this is most of our natural inclinations, just as fallen people, but Hebrews 10, 26 through 31 pretty heavily lays out the consequences of doing so. Um, if y'all want to open with me to Hebrews 10, um, we can read some of those verses. It says, for if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified? and has outraged the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So yes, very, very heavy stuff. Um, but I think truly we should take this seriously that running away from God is not something to be taken lightly. Um, for one, it, we lose sight of who Jesus is. Um, we hyperfixate on judgment. We try to take matters into our own hands, and we overall are just full of fear. And so running away does have consequences. Um, another response that I want to talk about is drawing near to God. Um, and so if we backtrack a couple of verses, which I'll read, um, it just shows us what it actually looks like to have hope in God and to draw near to him. In verse 22, it says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. 
Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And so when it, we think about what it means to hope, I think first off, it means to draw near with the true heart. And this means repentance, acknowledging who you are and your lack of ability to save yourself before the Lord. Second, it says in verse 23, hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And this is just reminding yourself of who God is and truly just letting this be the foundation of your faith and your belief. And third, it says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is in the habit of son, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And so this just means continuing in the faith by serving and encouraging others and the good news of Christ. Truly hoping is not just waiting and expectation, but it's also being active in the midst of that waiting. Um, as I've just thought about hope these past couple of weeks, one verse I really just stuck true in my heart was in Psalm 42, which says, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And I think this is just such a beautiful picture of what it means to draw near um, in the midst of tough circumstances. The psalmist is in turmoil, he's downcast, and yet he doesn't brush that off as if it's no big deal or like he shouldn't be feeling these feelings that he's having. But instead, he hopes in God and he remembers who God is and he calls to mind who God is. He has a true heart, which I think is something we neglect in hoping in God, but it's truly so vital to just the hoping process. Um, yeah, I think in all, like I said earlier, like hope should spur us on not to just be passive, to be waiting, to be expectant, but also to be active in trust and obedience of God. Um, I mean, our faith is one where we are called to be active and trusting in God, and so, yes, by continuing the faith, by serving and encouraging others, that is how we do so. Um, truly, I think our only response should be drawing near in repentance in the midst of tough circumstances because our lives are not for our own glory, but for God's glory, um, which is such a gift. And so just taking all of this in, um, a lot of information today, I just want to encourage and affirm you all that hope is a possible certain thing because of the person of Jesus. Um, his character and promises bring us to see something greater than just our circumstances and um, ourselves. And it helps us to see this full-fledged plan of redemption um, that Jesus has for the world. Um, the hope of Christ is truly that our sin, our shame, our guilt does not have to end in hopelessness, which is just amazing. And honestly, it's just praise God that he's given us this opportunity to participate in this plan by having a personal relationship with him. Um, yeah, I think that y'all can just have hope today because Christ is unwavering in his character and he is unwavering in his pursuit of you. And so that is the hope of Christ. Thank you.